Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spokes, what's going on? You know, every time you're like, let's let's record, because we chat a little bit before we get on here. We do, we should like, chat. A little chit chat. And I'm always like, right when you say that, I'm like, oh shit, Ash is going to ask me what's going on. Then she's going to ask me how my week is. And I'm like trying to like reanalyze my week and I can't even fucking remember. But actually I do remember something. But every time I'm like, oh shit, I didn't come prepared. Like, you know, you're unprepared for the questions. Um, I went back to the gym this week. <laughs> it was such a fucking shit show, but it was like, a good shit show. It's just like, it it also just showed me how much I've grown mentally because um so I went into the gym I decided to train legs my first day back in six weeks absolutely oh, violence <laughs> yeah yeah I was like <laughs> let's fuck this up so um I and it, I really don't have like a lot of volume like or anything like I got like one working set like maybe two warm up sets for each of them I'm working in like a like a twelve to to fifteen range but obviously my weight's kind of low so um. I get in there and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, for example, I'm just doing like B stance RDLs and I grab two twenties. I'm like, that's nothing, right? Like two 20 pound dumbbells, like to do these dumb, like these B stance RDLs. Dude, I was dying. I couldn't get more than nine fucking reps. Um, my form was impeccable. And I was like, well, that's probably why as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I could not get to my top set rep ranges um on like any of my lifts. I thought I was lifting really light yesterday so i did this on thursday yesterday was sunday by yesterday like midday so like two three o'clock in the afternoon i could finally like walk normal i like could not put my socks on for the last fucking three days i was so sore (laughs) my hamstrings and glutes felt like rocks i was like what the fuck the day after i worked out my glucose was 111 damn i know it was 85 yesterday and 86 today so i'm like okay (laughs) like come on bring it back down but yeah it was like 111 i was like oh my god that freaking systemic stress dude so um yeah that was a bit much i'm gonna go do upper body today after this probably but like holy me too yeah i'm gonna get some delts in there um it's like all delt work and like triceps and maybe a back exercise but that's it i don't even do biceps but um yeah so i instead of like beating myself up and saying how you know weak i am and how awful that workout was i was like hey like this is my new starting point i gotta start from the ground up Mm -hmm. i'm proud of myself that i made it and that i'm continuing to go again and i just had like a really good mindset coming out of it because when we take time off in the gym, we like come back and we like get so angry at ourselves because we're like not where we were before. And it feels like we lost all progress. And it's like, I mean, like, what, what the fuck are you going to do though? You know, you just got to keep moving forward. And like, here I am. And it's like, I'm starting back at square one, but I don't mind it. Cause then, you know, I just, I got a bunch of like PRs. I know where I was before that. It's like, I got to get back there. And that's, that's like a goal for me is to like get back and then even like surpass like where I was. Yeah. That's actually what I always tell my athletes. And I tell myself after like, you know, travel and you're using foreign equipment gym or like like your back, your back injury, you're out for a while with that. Well, yeah. But what I was going to say is like, after like injury or travel or sickness, the time you get back into the gym is to like, you know, just get some blood in the muscles, get back into the routine, like two to three RIR, but really 
use it as a, a time to reset the logbook, like reset your nervous system, reset your muscles, reset your mindset, because like, you're not actually losing progress, right? You're not actually losing muscle mass or anything like that. It's just like your muscles haven't adapted to this type of stimulus. Like if we want to get nitty gritty about it, your muscles haven't responded to this stimulus. So you're going to feel weaker. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's why the first like few weeks of starting any new program, your, your lifts skyrocket, right? It's because your brain is developing that, that motor pattern, that mind muscle connection, your muscles are getting stronger. Like it's an adaptive response. So you might not be growing muscle the first few weeks training back, but you are setting the stage and setting the foundation, both physically with your muscles and mentally with your mind to get ready to grow again and to, to have that body composition change. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to look at it too, because you know, it's just, it's hard being out of it and it's, I feel like it's even harder getting back into it. Oh, yeah. just, especially when you're just like a higher level athlete, mm-hmm. a bodybuilder, and like you're, you, you're, you know, you're forced to take time off and then you just want to come back. Like, I don't know. I always want to come back like guns blazing, you know? Yeah. If that's I- probably why the, the FBG is like triple digits. Cause you go guns blazing. Your body's just like not Bro. literally ready for it. No, like literally Mark, my coach was like, train, you know, um, like two, two RIR girl. I was like three to four. RIR. I was probably, okay, let's be real. I was probably more in the four RIR for like all of them. And I was, <laughs> I was like, the, I was like, I'm so pathetic, but I love it. It's so funny. Um, I was like, holy shit. And then like, I couldn't walk and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't be like, I could barely go down my steps to do my fucking laundry. And I was like, I'm not doing laundry. Like I can't, it hurts, but <laughs> you're like, fuck laundry. Yeah. And I have like three pairs of leggings that I like. So yesterday I wore these leggings. I have like, they're ripped in the seams in the crotch and it just all hangs Love that easy access. Love that. Girl, I know. I'm like bending over all day long, you know? (laughs) um, But essentially, yeah, I just wore my ripped leggings because it's like, I'm not, this is what, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. But how was your week? How are you? What's new? I'm doing okay. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Nothing really is like going on exciting. Like we're just still in that phase where we're, you know, increasing calories, uh, probably add in like enhancements soon to kind of like start this rebound growth phase, but we're doing good. We're moving and grooving. Like training is feeling really good. Um, training five days a week. Recovery is really good. Although when I practice posing, because I practice posing every Saturday and Sunday, and I know you know this because I usually send you my videos, but I'm looking at my physique and I'm like starting to get to the point where I'm like, I might not be able to touch upper twice a week because I feel like my delts are starting to like get to that point where because my glutes need to grow exponentially, I'm like, hmm, can I actually train five days a week and have three lower to upper? Or do I need to do what makes sense for myself as an athlete and still have three leg days a week because my glutes need that volume to grow, need that, you know, stimulus to grow, but my upper body, not so much. So I'm just kind of like, hmm, you know? I told you that a couple of weeks ago. I think like maybe, no, it was maybe like a month or two ago, probably two months closer to the two month range. And you were like, hey, like, what's your honest thought of my physique? And I was like, I think your glutes need to come up. And I don't think your back and upper body needs to grow like a hair, like nothing. Yeah. Like literally, like if it, your delts grow like one more centimeter, it's like you're going to be disproportionate. Yeah. But it's cool no, to see I how. Agree. And that's the yeah, thing no. I agree. That's why I asked your opinion, because like, obviously, since I do my own training programming, like I need to be able to see myself objectively. And so when I'm looking at my so posting hard. videos, um, 
And I'm not assessing like my body fat or my self-worth or anything like that. I'm literally assessing the physique and I'm like looking at my proportions and I'm like, I don't think I can have two training upper trainings a day or a trainings a day, Jesus, a week. Like I didn't even need <laughs> that last growth phase. I mean, I kind of did actually, I take that back, but um, yeah, I'm looking at my physique and I'm like, you probably get to train upper body once a week, like bring up rear delts probably a little bit. Um, but as far as like training to failure or like really pushing volume, it's like, I can't do that. And I'm like, I'm a little sad about it because I love training upper body, but at the same time, I need to do what's best for myself as an athlete and remove my emotions from my training and being like, listen, if I say I want to be my best and I want to be competitive, then I have to just accept that my upper body day is going to be like pump style volume stuff for shits and kicks, but it can't be the hard, like, you know, junkyard dog <laughs> training sets where you're getting gnarly and nasty in the gym. Ooh, yeah. Like, and you have to think too, like when you diet down, like our, like our legs just automatically get so much smaller, like everything gets smaller, but like legs come down. Like we, that's as females, we just hold more there anyways. Um, I remember my, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and we're going to dive into our topic, but my last prep, um, and even growth phase before that, I, we did not touch my shoulders at all. I had no shoulder workouts for like 13 months. Mm -hmm. And then we put them in for a month and then she took them right back out because my glutes were so fucking small, mm -hmm. literally microscopic. And my upper body was just jacked. And it was like, we can't do that. And it's sad. It's sad when like upper body, like delts are my favorite. I'll train yep. those. Like if if someone was like train your delts every fucking day, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Like if there was like uh, a division just for delts, I'd be in it. Like I'd just be like, Insane. I'm doing delt division. Like that's it. Damn. End of story. I think and my problem is, is like I got so emotionally attached to my delt training because <sighs> like I have really long insertions because I am a taller girl. And mm -hmm. so like my delts were always just pathetic because they are, they have long insertions. I just have long mm -hmm. delts. And so because I got so into my delt training and clearly has paid off. Like now I'm looking at it and I'm like, shit. Like, yeah, I don't get to, yeah, like I don't get to train the way I want to train anymore in my upper body. But again, like it, it, you can look at it as, oh, that kind of sucks because I like training my upper body. Or you can view it as I did such a good job as mm -hmm. an athlete with my training. Yeah. That I grew the muscle. I did the body build. I, I did. I do it. I do the body build. And so I now it's it. like, now I got to do the booty build. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm excited. And so I'll probably make that decision this week to just train four days a week again and just do glutes, glute quad, glute ham, and then a full upper and just, it is what it is. Yeah. That's good though. I mean, it, it, like you said, it's good. It's good that you're like, I finally fucking made it. Now I just got to chill and that's bring right. the rest. Of it. It's cool. It's cool. Good for you. That's right. That's right. But yeah, why don't we dive into our topic of digestion? Oh, this is such a good topic because everybody and their mom talks about this. Oh, man. Mm. I think it's I, good to define like what is good digestion. And I think you can speak from experience about what is bad digestion. But since I've never really had like a huge like, you know, digestive issues like I did when I was vegan kind of, but I'd never had to go through like a full on gut health kill protocol type of thing where it was like super intensive um, except when I did it with Eric with diet, but that doesn't count because I'm not, you know, suffering throughout the sides. Anyway, like for me, what good digestion is, is you're not having any like bloating or distension after meals or waking up bloated or distension distended, um, upon waking fasted, you are like 
having the poop more uh, poop emoji coils with the little smiley face to so make sure your poop is smiling. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, you're not like <laughs> having like recurrent bouts of like acid reflux or indigestion where you're like burping up your shit and like burning your esophagus. Like you don't have excessive gas. Like one, it's okay to fart. Like, especially if you're like going ham on broccoli or eggs or something like that. And you're having like smelly gas, like, Chances are it's just because you're eating a bit too much sulfur and your body's just expelling it the way it naturally needs to. But like burping and farting is not like the end of the world. So don't like think that if you fart like four times a day that you have SIBO, like it Mm -hmm. is okay to fart. (laughs) Let's just say it. Um, It's just when it's excessive constantly where you just feel like you have this buildup of gas that just won't stop. You know, like every step you take, you're farting or sharding yourself. Yeah. Seriously. You remember that one scene in Shrek where they like blow up the frogs? Like they find the frogs. And they, like, oh, like, yeah. That's what I think of when I talk about bloating, dissension, or excessive gas, where you just feel like a balloon that you just want to pop. Up. Yeah. And then obviously you shouldn't be having like extreme amounts of nausea or vomiting and or poor appetite signaling. So like, mm-hmm. in other words, it should just, I guess to sum it up, you should not have to be thinking about digestion. It should just be like, happening happening in the background because again it is a parasympathetic activity it's a rest and digest you don't have to think about it so if you're having to think about it and you're having to feel all these signs and symptoms something's probably wrong agreed yes so we talk about like what are like normal poops and happy poops as ash would say so you know type three and type four now if you don't know what we're talking about look up the bristol stool chart is what it's called b-r-i-s-t-o-l um, and that's going to give you a good representation of like, what is a normal stool? Um, and that's like a really, really good indicator of like digestion right now. If you happen to have like a type seven, which is diarrhea after you had like 17 scoops of fucking ice cream and shit like that, like obviously, you know, it, it, it's a one-off, right? It, it, it's an outlier, but you know, you should not be having, like Ash said, these, these insane amounts of like bloating. Um, like one of the biggest things I think that we kind of see being normal, which is not, is like the bloating and people are like, oh yeah, like I'm always bloated after I eat or this always happens after I eat or I wake up bloated, right? Bloating is not good digestion. It is just because, you know, it's it's common doesn't mean it's normal, right? Like doesn't mean it's good. Um, another thing with, with the poor appetite too, like you said, um, I just want to touch base on this. It's like when you, like you should feel hunger, and you should have like good hunger singlings and it shouldn't be like a rapid onset or you shouldn't have any type of hunger whatsoever. Like it should come like throughout the day in in not super aggressive times if you're eating at like a normal thing. Like I don't want it to be like, hey, like I didn't eat all day and now like I'm fucking starving. Like obviously, of course. Or like um, in a contest prep where you're just going to be hungry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. We can't. We That's a, that's a different beast, right? That's <laughs> definitely a different beast. Um. So yeah, as far as, you know, also too, acid reflux is so common. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many people come to me and they're like taking something for it. Yeah. What's the most common? I feel like I'm going to butcher the name, but Ozempril, is that, am I saying that right? The PPI that most people take. And I feel like I'm butchering that name, but I feel like that's I, the one. That I, 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 I don't want to say it again. <laughs> I thought it was O. Not it's not Ozempic, Ozempril. I don't know. I'm I'm like butchering the name. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. I see a lot of people that take um like 
um, protonics. That's a big one. Omezoprol. Uh, that's what it is. It's oh, prolosec. there you go. There you go. Yeah. Prolosec, Nexium, Prevacid, protonics, and stuff like that. And people, there we go. and people will abuse the shit out of those because they have all of that um, like burning sensation that comes up. Especially like, so do you eat spicy stuff? Let me ask you that. Yeah, I would say not. I'm not like a frequent spicer, but like mm-hmm. if something is like, I'm not going to punish myself. Like, you know, those like celebrity wings mm-hmm. thing where they like progressively get hotter. I wouldn't do some shit like that. But like if something is like, if we go to like a, I don't know, like a Chinese restaurant or like an Asian and where it's like, you could do like super spicy, hot, hot or like medium. I probably would do like medium because like mm-hmm. it's good. It's just, I don't want to like be punished. Right, right. But do you get, yeah, no, I, I don't eat spicy stuff, like mild salsa, that's it. And I think that's hot. Do you get like acid reflux like after you eat it or no? Are you like pretty, pretty okay with it? I'm th- I would say I'm pretty okay with it. I don't notice, like I don't notice anything. Yeah. Okay. I think he would like, um, Alex, my boyfriend, he, oh my God, like he used to be on like whatever, Prilosec or whatever his doctor prescribed him. And for the acid reflux, like so bad, he would always, always eat spicy shit. And then he'd sit there and just be miserable. And then he, yeah, like all day, he'd have to take it every single day, like in the morning before he even started eating. Yeah. And then he like cut out the spicy stuff. He revamped his diet to only eat like whole foods, um, not a lot of processed shit. And like, he doesn't even take his meds anymore. And he hasn't even had heartburn in probably like a year. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because there's a lot of things you can help with, help to do in order to make digestion better, right? Um, so one big thing that I like to work on with, I'm pretty bad at this too, myself, um, just because I'm so busy, um, and I need to get better at it, but it does make the world of a difference is eating every three to four hours apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that definitely helps with digestion. Um, especially like if you're having these moments, like we just have bad eating habits. Right. And I work a lot with my clients about this where they're like, oh yeah, like I, I, uh, what do they call it when you save all your, um, like food for the end of the day macro horde girl dinner yes yeah 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 that and they're like trying to just stuff all this food in and then they feel really uncomfortable and then at that point like we're not even digesting the food that's in there it's literally just sitting in there and then it's like not being used in the way that we needed to in the way in order for us to like perform better and be a better athlete and function as a human because we want to be able to break those those micronutrients down and use them Mm -hmm. yeah i think the big thing about like helping digestion is making sure we're just doing the free stuff because a lot of people are like, Oh, can I just take a probiotic? Or they see their favorite Uh, bodybuilder, like doing the gut health cocktail, which again, I take, I use the gut health cocktail every morning, the, the aloe vera, the glutamine, the apple cider vinegar. But I also do all the free shit first. Like, Mm -hmm. like I said, eating every, you know, three to four hours apart, um, making sure that I have good oral hygiene because, like believe it or not, the bacteria in your mouth that can cause issues. So making sure I, I brush, I floss, I even use mouthwash. I know some people have opinions on fluoride and that's not like something that we're going to discuss here, but it's like, I take my oral hygiene very seriously. Um, making sure we chew the food as well. I know you're not that oral hygiene girl. I know you hate the dentist, but I love my dentist. Uh, I hate it, but I do it. Like, you know, like I think I, I, I don't know if I had like a traumatic experience as like a kid, but I just hate it. I bitch about brushing my teeth for 40 minutes before I even do it. And I like, it takes like two fucking minutes. I have a, like electric flosser. I have electric toothbrush. Like I don't, I just have to stand there to be honest with you. And I don't know why I fucking hate it so much. Like 
I I don't even know. Like I would rather go outside and dig a fucking hole for 10 hours than actually brush my teeth. Like that's how fucking miserable it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make, yes, the world of a difference with with bacteria. Um, and like you have to think too, like yeah, just like everything that like we put into our mouth too, like it, it can definitely like alter like the way that we are able to break down food because that's where like our digestive enzymes like start our inner mouth with our saliva. So like, if you don't have good oral hygiene, like you are already fucking up step one of digestion. Agreed. Agreed. And something else is like a fiber goal, because let's be honest, like, especially when I was like plant-based, like my fiber goal was like 60, 70 plus. And so it's like making sure that you have enough fiber. I know. I know. Isn't that not wild? Yeah. Um, you're making sure we have, it's like the Goldilocks thing is like, we have enough fiber to have good digestion. So a good balance of insoluble to soluble because different fibers, you know, some tract water into the the digestive tract to make it smoother. Some add bulk, some feed the good bacteria in our tum-tum to make sure that our digestion is good. And so making sure that we're not overdoing it or not having like too little. So like a good rule of thumb is like 14 grams of fiber, per 1000 calories. So obviously when you're dieting, like your fiber needs are going to be less when you are in a a massing phase, when food is higher, your fiber goal is likely going to be elevated just because again, you are ingesting more food. Um, but again, we just want to pay attention to like, you know, signs and symptoms that maybe poor digestion. So that way we can keep everything in check. But another big one is just like focusing on eating. Like how many times do we like check our phones or we're like watching videos or whatever. We're not really paying attention to chewing our food or God forbid we're doing work, like change, like, like doing emails and stuff like that when it comes to eating lunch or something like that. And making sure that we are in a calm state, maybe take some big, deep belly breaths, like get ready both mentally and physically to like eat this food and receive the nourishment rather than just like quickly, like scarfing it down because, you know, poor time management or you, you feel like you can't like slow down and take a break. Yeah. So, um, this goes along with like limiting distractions, the belly breathing, but like, I know you, you briefly said it, but chewing your food. And I really, really want to focus on this because this is something that apparently I did not fucking do. Um, so when we say chewing your food, it's not just like your normal chewing. Like you want to honestly chew it until it's like applesauce consistency before you swallow it, which I know sounds like daunting. It takes a long time. It sounds annoying. Like who the fuck does that? I, kid you not I should say I shit you not I was like shitting my food out whole like I would shit out whole blueberries and things like that because I like yeah I was like did I even fucking chew that it was the and I was like there's no way I'm just like swallowing blueberries but like my and like my this was like during my gut health phase like my digestion was fucking wrecked but like I had like a fucking conversation with myself because I was like why is like half of my food still coming out like completely fucking whole like literally and like Porn, obviously, like that's, you know, like the shelling of it or the casing of it. But like, this is almost every single thing I ate. Like it was coming out whole. Yeah. Look at your face. So I wasn't even absorbing anything that I was fucking eating. And I was like, yeah. So like, I was like, okay. Like, and it started with limiting those distractions because I'm like a big on my phone person, um, especially with being like a coach and like checking emails or checking my WhatsApp and, um, or just being like on Instagram and shit too. Um, and not only that, I'm a big, like, um, 
I don't know, call it what you want, like maybe ADHD person, but like I'll sit down with my food and then I'm up because I'm like, oh man, like I should wash that dish. I should do this. Oh, I need a napkin. I forgot to do that. Oh, I forgot a fucking spoon. Oh wait, like shit. Like now I got to pee and I'm taking a bite and then I go pee. And then I'm like, oh man, like I need to get my pre-workout ready or like my intro workout ready for the gym. I should fill that up before I forget. Like, and like, so then I'm up and down like the whole 20 minutes I'm trying to fucking eat. And, and like, I'm like, what am I doing? So then I'm not chewing my food. I'm not in a, like, a, I'm not even relatively close to like a rest and digestive state because I'm just like constantly moving. Hmm. So like sitting down, limiting those distractions, don't even bring your phone to the fucking table. I mean, like growing up, I don't know if like when you got your first cell phone, I got mine in high school, but it was like no phones at the table while eating dinner and stuff. And like, when did bring that rule back? Like bring that freaking customer yeah. back. And I would do, I would do five belly breaths, huge ones, like just really big ones. And then I would start chewing my food and I would just think about old people and how they eat their fucking pureed food. And that's probably what I needed to do. And then like within like a week of probably doing that, like I was still analyzing my shits and it, it got so much better. So much better. I realized I wasn't like as bloated and I didn't, I wasn't like burping as much probably because I was just like inhaling so much fucking air too while I was eating. Or like waterboarding your meals. I know a lot of people do that where they'll like drink, you know, like half a liter before meals because I remember that was like a diet hack, you know, in the the early like 2010 era to keep you full. Because essentially what Mm -hmm. you're doing is when you waterboard your meals or you drink a big cup of water, like, yeah, you're taking up stomach space, but you're also diluting stomach acid, right? So that makes your your shit even slow down even more. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, it's wild that you're talking about the whole blueberries. Like there are some foods that you can chew all day, every day, like corn skin, bean skins. Like you're probably going to see a little of that in your, in your poops, but like whole blueberries, damn, you could like. (laughs) I don't even want to talk about it. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, yeah, I was like, did I just like, I just pictured like what it like, you know, like SpongeBob when they're like eating all those Krabby Patties and just like inhaling them. I'm like, is that what I do? Like, I just open up my throat hole and it goes down like end of story. <laughs> like, okay, that sounded terrible, but nonetheless. Yeah. So to, to, you know, wrap it or bring it all together here, like we want to make sure we're eating three to four hours apart. This is again to how to help your digestion for free. For free for free simple things go a long way and don't get caught up in the whole like like ash said like what's everyone doing on instagram like i need to be in a gut health phase i need to do this there's a time and place for that but these things should be implemented first and we shouldn't be like naturally doing these things right so eating every three to four hours apart make sure you're brushing your teeth um your fiber goal Mm-hmm. which Ash said, like when you're dieting, it's going to be a little bit lower when you're eating a lot of food, it's going to be a little bit higher. Cause obviously we need, you know, to digest our food or we need to have the right amount of fiber in relation to food. Do you have like a specific number? I'm asking yeah. like what? Yeah. Like, I think you... like 14 grams per thousand calories is a pretty okay. good. Okay. Um, yeah. I usually try and yeah, have like the, the 20 to 30 to kind of see where we're at. Uh, and then, um, Chewing your food to like applesauce consistency before swallowing, limiting those distractions, belly breathing before eating. Um, Another thing too that can really, really make a difference is like practicing gratitude with your food and being like, I'm so thankful for this. And that was really huge for me. And I even took it to like, wow, like I'm really grateful that I have like a bowl or a plate to hold my food because if I didn't, like it would just be all over the floor. Like, and it really comes into perspective, like, um, 
how like how meaningful food can be without being you know like have because we all have like poor relationships with food so um i think that goes a long way um supplements that can that can definitely help um like ash said like um aloe vera glutamine um zinc carnosine is there any other ones that apple cider vinegar is there any other ones that you would put in that are more i guess quote unquote on the basic side of things Depending upon where they're at, like if they're wanting to come off their PPI um, or if they are in like a massing phase where food is high and therefore stomach acid requirements are higher, I might hit with a butane HCL or maybe mm-hmm. use Morphogen's enzymes mm-hmm. to help kind of like, again, provide more enzymes to break down the food. Because like, again, we're not, you are what you eat, which is not true. You are what you digest and absorb. And the reason why that matters as a physique athlete is like your muscles require energy to grow, to repair your hormones require energy to repair, to replenish your, your everything requires food in the form of nutrition, in the form of macronutrients and micronutrients or else things do not work properly. Your baseline health is not there. And if your baseline health is not there, our, our job as physique athletes will be like virtually non-existent in terms of like growing muscle or even shredding fat because your body does not have its baseline requirements met. And like, that's the big thing is why does digestion matter for bodybuilders is because it is your foundation for growth. Yeah. I mean, just to put it simply like bodybuilders, like that's what we thrive off of is food. Right. So if, it's not digested right. If we're not functioning properly, like you said, we're not going to get anywhere. We ain't going to grow them muscles. We ain't going to be able to lose fat. We're going to be, we're going to look shitty on stage. I'll say it that mm-hmm. way. And you can tell people who have bad digestion on stage, like they're, they look bloated. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say it right now. Bloated and watery because you're not able to peak oh. properly because you're not absorbing the food. So therefore like your muscles don't look full. You have that belly distension and usually you have like a film over Uh, your skin too where you just like look watery and you're like oh my coach didn't peek me right and it's like well you have like a sausage casing over you yes (laughs) like yeah it's disgusting but that's that's what i'm gonna that's what i want to put in your guys's head like a big sausage casing wrapped around your body literally gross (laughs) um yeah i think it's a really good it's, it's good to talk about because like i get like in the functional health space digestion is it it can be difficult to manage because gut health phases are very, very difficult. Like I'm not going to minimize that, but at the same time, a lot of the times that these things happen is because we're not paying attention to the small things, like the small freebies that we talked about, but especially what Ash said about being like gracious and showing gratitude for your meal. So like something that like I used to be really good at that I'm no longer good at that I'm trying to restart is like, like you, I would be up like, Oh, I got to put the dish away. got to, you know, put, turn off the stove. Like I, I, it would take me like forever to eat a meal. Cause I'd be up and down, up and down. But like what I used to do is I used to sit after cleaning up everything, have my meal warm, say a prayer, whether or not you're religious, that's totally fine. You can you pray to God, you know, pray to your deity or just thank the universe that you have a hot bowl of cream of rice in front of you that you're going to eat, digest, absorb. And then in 60 to 90 minutes, you are going to train. You're going to do the thing that you love to do. And that is to move your body, to challenge yourself both physically and mentally. And then you come home, you take a shower, you prepare your post-workout meal. You say another gratitude, another prayer, thanking the universe, thanking God, however you want to say it, that you were able to have that time for yourself to improve, 
to, to nourish your body, to do progress you toward your goals. And I know that sounds woo woo, but not only are you slowing down and showing gratitude, but like your body also receives that. And I think that is so important. No. Yeah, I agree. Like I honestly, like the, I'm going to say it and I say it, I think I say it all the time, but the body follows the mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, like when your mind is there, your body is going to follow. And it starts with, with the simple things like this. And like, you know, we're, we're physique athletes, like our bodies fucking matter. That's what we do. Right. But it starts here. It starts with, you know, the way that you, you perceive like what's in front of you. And then again, like how you eat your fucking food. Right. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. You're not what you eat. You are what you digest. And especially this can be really, really difficult in massing phases, gaining phases, bulks, enhanced phases, whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever your flavor of um, growing phase labels that you choose. It is really important because usually what taps out first is digestion changes. We have lethargy, we have sleep issues, we feel sluggish, appetite signaling is off. So the longer that you are able to keep tight regulation over your digestion, likely the longer you're going to be able to grow. And as bodybuilders, that's imperative to maximize that time that you are in your off season, putting on muscle tissue, because, you know, when you enter into dieting phases or even full-blown contest prep, like you want to make sure you grew the muscle, you did the thing. And so, because I recognize the importance of that, I also recognize the importance that maybe not everyone can hire a coach. I am going to be giving away um, a, a free guide to show about how to optimize your digestion in the off season to support your muscle growth and legit it's free. Like I break down like, you know, certain things that you can do like the freebie stuff that we covered um, and enzymes, other supplements that you can use as well. Once the freebies are tackled, but literally I'll be in this podcast will be released on Thursday. So that's when like, I'll like be releasing that on Instagram, but be on the lookout for that. Again, it's completely free, completely free. Yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of goodies in there. Ash always has a lot of good free guides. Um, I even like partake in reading all of them too, because they're just awesome. Um, and it like she said, it's it's free and it's gonna help you, right? Now, if you're doing these things um like religiously and you're still having a lot of GI issues, like you're still noticing, you know, you have a lot of that bloating, you're having like constant diarrhea or you're constipated, like significantly constipated, even when you're eating, you know enough fiber, you have whole foods in your diet, you're drinking enough water, things like that. You know, we're doing all the things that we talked about, um, after like implementing all of these things, like reach out, reach out for a consult or, or coaching with, with Ash or me, um, you know, to, to help you, especially, you know, obviously if you are a physique athlete and you're one of the people that noticed like, Hey, last time I got on stage, I was fucking bloated. I didn't get as lean as I wanted to in my off season. I'm not growing as, as quickly or I'm growing at all. To be honest with you, I'm always shitting. Like I have to run to the bathroom during my lift because I'm shitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said shitting like five times in the same sentence. It's fine. Um, and be the shit like, show. Things- that can be the title of the podcast. Shit show. Oh my god, please, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, these things that are happening, like, it can be really mentally like, upsetting when you want to bring your best to the stage, but like something like this is holding you back. Um, so please, please reach out to Ash. Please reach out to me. Um, we get on, you know either a consult call, um, or, you know, sign up for coaching or, you know, kind of point you in the right direction of what we we think is going to be best for you in order for you to achieve your goals and get on stage and be proud of the physique that, that you, you know, you have first, you know, not, not feeling or looking your best because nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I think that was well said. And one last thing I want to touch on that I just kind of like popped into my mind is 
specific food intolerances that are just random because like there are some people that like just don't digest like dairy well for example i'm one of those but like if you notice you have like food intolerances that are like random or that just like happen overnight or accumulate and you have to keep avoiding certain foods that can be another like red flag that something is going on with your gut health especially after you've tackled all like the freebies and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i like just to bring it up i had like a histamine intolerance like i just was mm-hmm. eating like strawberries and like avocados and i would break out in a rash and hives mm-hmm. to crazy shit ever and like that never used to happen to me before and i was like what the fuck is going on like it was just so random out of the blue i was like what and it was like miserable it was definitely pretty and it was like um i say there was like a rash but there really wasn't but i was itchy I was all over itchy, crawling in my skin, but there was like nothing there. I felt like I should be in a straight jacket. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, it's definitely that full-blown histamine reaction. Oh, gross. But guys, until the meantime, make sure your digestion keeps smooth moving and Ash, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Adios.